0: I heard a man today speaking uh, about why he's an atheist, and uh, the interviewer—I believe his name was author Fry or something—Fry, English guy. Um, And he said that you know the interview was uh, being conducted, and the interviewer asked him about what he would say supposing that you know this was all true and he met god at the pearly gates and he said oh uh, he would say that you know really bone cancer in children really um, and that he wouldn't want to go into heaven on uh, the terms of you know what's been put into place here in the in the phenomenological world um, and he said, if it was the Greek gods, that was a different story because they were, you know, capricious. Or I mean, you know, embracing of their capriciousness, and uh, you know, they were they're more human. They set up the world. I mean, it was more an honest portrayal of of godliness, I suppose. Um... But I look at that and I say, well, you're so short-sighted. You see only the surface of things, and then you make your value statements on that. There's no meaning, apparently, behind any of this. Nothing, nothing means anything, apparently, according to that worldview. And you see only the surface. You see only what's there, not the intent behind it. You don't see what's going on behind the action. Regardless of how horrid it is. Apparently, to you. Because you're a subject. You don't see the totality of it. And yet you make value statements, which you believe to be totally objective. Even though you're a limited subject, seeing a very, very small morsel of what's going on. So you judge. You judge in your subjectivity and your short-sightedness. You judge the world. This is extreme, hubris at an extreme. And it's easy for us to do this. Um, And I understand why we do. Especially the the suffering of the most perceptibly innocent thing, which is children, which is his example. And I I don't, uh, I'm not defending, you know, or saying that, you know, I enjoy the sufferings in in the world or that I think that I'm okay necessarily with children suffering or anything like that. But I'm also, I'd like to think, humble enough to understand that I don't. And to understand that There is an intention behind the action, always. You can't have an action without intention. You chew on that for as long as you need to. But it is impossible, impossible, to have an act without an intent. Impossible. That is implicit meaning, in and of itself. That means that there is meaning behind everything. It's beautiful. It's perfect. And yeah, I don't understand it. I don't get it all. Uh, I don't understand all the, the actions. Um, and it's not that... By saying that, I'm not going to, in my own way, attempt to resolve those atrocities that I do witness and and do partake in. It's not like I'm going to sit back and not do anything about them. But to sit around judging them doesn't do us any good. It doesn't bring us further to an understanding. It doesn't bring us to a place... where this has any resolve for us um, on a, a logical level, on an objective level, on a personal level. Uh, now, he said that, that being an atheist was very freeing. And I assume one of the things that he, he implied there, or um, if I was to have the conversation with him and a- ask him more directly, um, And it's something that I spoke about a minute ago. Is that you're going to say that we give meaning. That we as human beings bring the meaning because things are meaningless and this is what the absurd is. The absurd says that things are absolutely meaningless. And we give it the meaning behind the thing. Okay. Uh, in a limited way, I can go with that. And I used to go with that wholeheartedly as an existentialist before I saw the full picture. The full picture being that I'm a subject who doesn't see the full picture, of course. Meaning is not something that we humans give birth to, per se. Meaning, just as everything we do was in the stars well before humanity arrived. What meaning is... Was there? We as human beings brought it into being, but we don't. We don't really conceive it, and birth it. We birth it. May, may, maybe that's the term. We birth it. We don't conceive it. It's already there. We flush it out. We truck it into place. Again, there's nothing. We're conduits. But we give ourselves these grand, enormous responsibilities. Too much. We, we, we think too highly of ourselves. The hubris, again, is ubiquitous. We have... Only limited resources. And yes, we can see things certain ways. And give it new meaning. Interact with something out there in reality. Meld with it as a subject. And give it a new meaning. Give it a new meaning by our interaction with them, But it doesn't mean that it was meaningless. As a matter of fact, it's absolutely impossible that anything is meaningless. Because again, you can't have action without intention. Nothing can be an act without an intent. I think you again chew on that for as long as you need to. When am I in it? But you can't have that which is act without meaning itself. That's what action is. Action is the bringing forth of meaning. Of purpose. And you're going to take all that away because you don't understand it? (laughs) And it's absurd. That's where the absurdity is. That's where you're losing it. And to say that you're freer as an atheist, or I mean that's fine, you know, again that's fine if if that's how certain people operate. But you'll never be free. Truly free as an atheist. You might have more freedom than you did with the conceptualized religious notions beating down on you. But you'll never be truly free. Believing—I shouldn't even say—is atheistically, because that's that's wrong. We need to get rid of the whole intention or the whole uh, language of new language of of God, anyways. S- but to say that you'll never be, or that you're freer without the understanding of of a God again means. That only you're freer from the oppressive bonds of the ideolo- uh, the ideologies given to us by our current conceptions of theology or what a the- a theism is. But one can never be free, truly free, unless we see that there is meaning to everything, even if we. Think we're creating the act? We're creating it with reality itself. The reality, the subject and the object blend. Reality blends together. It's the dialogue between subject and object. In old language, we'd say it's the you know human interacting with the godhead. that's not quite accurate (laughs) because of the baggage of conceptualization. But we need to see that meaning is what is. If you understand that there is meaning, that there is intent, then there is nothing that you don't understand. Now, you might not understand it fully, but the mystery begins to... the complete and utter mystery begins to drop away. Because then you're free to connect the dots you free yourself to connect the dots to what if you weren't, if you did not have the perspective, you connect the dots to what is an apparently meaningless and absurd situation. Without that viewpoint of reality, of how things are, uh, you're you're lost in a sea of hopelessness swimming around in the waters of difficulty or the the, the waters of destitute forever adrift so meaning is all that there is. And to say that there is no such thing, or that we take a very small slice, no matter how horrid it is, and of course, the more personal, the more horrible. Unless, of course, you have the gift of the power of acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean that you stop the difficulty, the difficult task of fighting against or fighting back or doing what needs to be done to combat those difficulties that we're up against. Acceptance means only that you face the reality earnestly with a good heart with a true heart and accept whatever consequences become of our decision to live in this way and we decide to live in the ways that we 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 live how we conceive So, to conceive is, how we conceive is our confession. That's how we are. How we view the world is what we become. That's what we are. again acceptance doesn't mean resignation it can mean quite the opposite but it doesn't mean what it doesn't mean is that we stand boldly against reality itself or what reality is We have no appreciation for reality when we say I I don't accept this. I don't accept all the horrible things that go into the world. Well, you do accept it. Bullshit. Because you continue to live. So don't tell me that you don't accept it. You're already Going against your own thesis by saying you would never (laughs) enter into the kingdom of heaven on his terms like that. Because you're already in it. (laughs) You fool. You're already here. You're alive. Camus said the only true philosophical problem is suicide. And I'll tell you what, my friends. Suicide is not an answer either. you'll be dealing with the same realities excuse me you'll be refusing to deal with the same reality just took a drastically different take on it put drastically different bent on it so around complaining about the world that you live in. Accept it. See it for what it is. And if there is something about it that is displeasing to you, have the courage to accept it. Move forth. within it, be a part of it, and change it, and that will give new meaning to what it is.